Welcome to Nuanced Beauty. This podcast is intended to be a spot where my husband Bill and I will capture some complex thoughts and challenge us to hold to our opinions loosely so that we can see the beauty in others and the beauty in ourselves. I want to challenge us to dive deeper into those everyday topics and those sticky topics that we might shy away from or we might bulldoze over others with our opinions. Because I think there's wisdom in this idea that if we all thought exactly the same, there would be no need for anyone else. So let's have a conversation and let's get nuanced. Hi guys, welcome back to Nuance Beauty. Uh, today I'm bringing in another interview. Um, this interview is with a yoga instructor. Um, her name is Kaya and she teaches at Root to Rise, um, which is a studio just a few minutes from my house. So welcome Kaya. Hi, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. I'm so glad to have you. Um, would you mind just telling us a little bit about yourself? What got you started in yoga and like, what's the passion or drive that has kept you going with it? Sure, absolutely. Um, so I've been practicing yoga for, oh gosh, 20 years now. Um, and I've always, I'm an overthinker. I'm a worrier. Um, I'm an, I'm a recovering perfectionist <laughs> um, <laughs> in relate. process. Um, but, uh, but I started practicing yoga when I was in college, which that will date me. Uh, so back in my early twenties, um, and I was an athlete in high school. Um, and so I started yoga in my early twenties and I found that it was an hour that I could go and not be stressing about anything. Like, and I actually started my yoga practice in Bikram yoga, which is not the style that we offer at my studio now. Mm-hmm. Um, Bikram yoga is a little bit different. The room is heated to 105 degrees, not the 90 degrees that we have at my studio. Yeah. Um, and it's really intense. It's, it's super hot, super challenging, very strict and regimented. Um, and so literally I, I would tell people that when I would go to class, all that would be on my mind was staying upright and breathing. <laughs> and, and that, but that was helpful to me because I wasn't thinking about what I had to cook for dinner or what was going on at work or what was going on with my kids. And I, that was good for me. Um, so my, my practice has kind of waxed and waned over the years. Um, I've had, I had two kids. I've been through a couple of career changes um, and we moved down here to Florida and I found um, the studio Hotspot Power Yoga, which it, it's um, the studio that I ultimately ended up going into partnership with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I just found community and this wonderful practice that made me feel so comfortable in my own skin. I felt good physically after it. I felt good uh, emotionally, mentally, all that, all this stuff. Um, and so um, I practiced down in the San Marco neighborhood for a while because I took my daughter to a preschool down there. Okay. Uh, it's actually up there. Um, and ultimately it got to be too much of a commute. And I had it on my calendar because I'm I'm a type A person. I had it on my calendar like before the next charge hits, you need to cancel your membership because it's just not, you're not getting down there enough. 
Um, and it came to me on my mat one day that there's no yoga studio out here in the St. John's area. Um, and I don't know, like, I don't know what made me think that I could do it, but I was like, <laughs> well, I'm awesome. just gonna... yeah, I, I sent an email to the owner of the studio who I had never met. And I said, would you, are you thinking about opening a studio in the St. John's area? Because it's really growing out here. And she wrote me back. Actually, it took a while for her to write me back because she thought I was crazy. Um, <laughs> but she ultimately wrote me back and she's like, I'm not really looking to open an, another studio, but I, I'd be happy to guide you and be in partnership with you. And yet again, I mean, when things are meant to be, I guess they're meant to be because now I look back and I'm like, what made me think that I could do that? That's um, so cool. Way to jump so we in. went for it. And so I have no business background before I got into this. I actually worked in medicine. My training is... I have a master's in um, in the health sciences uh, and used to work as a physician assistant in neurosurgery. So um, I've been told that I'm the most overqualified yoga teacher that you might ever. <laughs> what a like what a shift in careers. But I, I get it. It's uh, yoga is just the ability to focus and be present and like what it does for your body. Like I, I get why you would be drawn to it. But yeah, that is a definite shift. It's, it's been, but it's, it's so fulfilling. And I've been told, you know, I'm pretty open about the fact that this is, this is my third career. And, um, and it's, I feel that I'm able to impact other people's lives um, in the best way possible. And when I worked in medicine, I loved working in medicine. I loved talking to patients and helping them feel better, following them through their health journey. Um, but now I get to see people so much more often and I'm able to, they, you know, they share what's going on in their lives with me and, and we're able to kind of go through things together and, and support each other. And I feel like it's, it's just meant to be, it's the weirdest path, but it's worked mm -hmm. out beautifully. So, um, and yeah, uh, it, I told you before we started this, that I would go down the rabbit hole and I don't even remember what your question was. Did I answer your question? <laughs> you did. It was just tell me about yourself, um, and kind of, uh, what got you started and what keeps you going. So that definitely answered it. Um, sure. how long ago did you open the studio? I opened the studio in August of 2020. Okay. Um, Funny enough, um, I signed my partnership agreement with uh, with Leah Hansen, who's the founder of Hotspot, who's a dear friend of mine. Um, I signed my partnership agreement in February of 2020, and that's when I signed Ooh. my lease. Um, and ironically enough, that's the same day that Earth Fair, which was our anchor store for the shopping center that we're in, yes. that was the day that Earth Fair declared bankruptcy. Um, oh, wow. And so- the day that I signed my lease um, was the day that we learned that Earth Fair, the anchor store, was going to be going away. And for those, um, but, um, and, for those that aren't in the um, Florida area, I believe Earth Fair is like an organic, kind of like a Whole Foods or a Sprouts, correct? Yes. Yes. So yes. there is a shopping center nearby that has a handful of restaurants. And um, yeah, there was a location that was going to be Earth Fair. So that just to kind of give the magnitude to someone listening, like that's a huge business dynamic shift that could really yes. impact a studio. Yeah. I mean, one of the reasons that I chose this shopping center was because Earth Fair was the anchor. And then the day I signed my lease, it, they went bankrupt. Um, and, Oof. you know, I, I talked to a lot of people when it happened and they said, you know, there's probably a way to get out of your lease because you signed the lease with the understanding that they would be there. But I really believed in the location 
and I believed in what we were doing. I felt like, I, I kind of felt like this is something that I'm looking for out here. So other people must be looking for it too. Mm-hmm. And so I just stuck with it. Additionally, August, 2020 was the middle of COVID, if you remember. Um, <laughs> so I, I signed my lease in February and that was before all the shutdowns. When did you move here? Were you here at that point? No, we moved here in January of 22. Uh, okay. All so right. So for a year and a half. Yeah. And we shut down in March, but um, I would say that Seattle was still shut down this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Florida, Florida has been, um, you know, it, I, I would have to say that Florida has been a good place to run a business yeah. uh, during these tumultuous times, because I'm grateful that my, I've been able to have my business open, but it has been a roller coaster. So, you know, I signed my lease uh, in February and then my kids came home for spring break in March and didn't go back for six months to school. Uh, yes. <laughs> and I learned, I learned right then and there that I am not a school teacher. Uh, <laughs> yes. Thank but, you uh, teachers. Everyone that's listening, that's a teacher. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes. Much respect to the school teachers. You guys deserve to make millions of dollars a year. Um, but yeah, so, but, but like we stuck with it and, and we did have a few delays because of COVID and all the shutdowns. Um, Mm -hmm. but we still opened on time and the studio actually opened, we opened our doors on August 29th of 2020. And, um, it was so hot, but it was so wonderful. Um, we had lots of people, we did free classes the first weekend and I, I felt like, you know, I had read the room, I had read the neighborhood that people wanted this. And it does seem people were seeking community and movement because we'd all been stuck inside by ourselves a really long time. So the connection both to ourselves and to each other was something that people seemed to be craving. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, and I, I get that for sure. Um, kind of fast forward to more recently, um, you, uh, had rebranded and became Root to Rise. Um, I'm kind of curious what led you to pick that name because when I hear Root to Rise, um, I picture a tree. So, so we garden a bit, and Bill does this method of growing fruit trees that they're like, um, it's called Grow a Little Fruit Tree. There's a book you can read on it, and you basically grow a fruit tree, but you keep it like under eight feet tall, and mm-hmm. um. the book talks about the seasons where the tree is trying to like grow its branches and then the season where the tree is trying to grow its roots winter time and so when I read or like think through root to rise I kind of picture this idea of like the base of a tree and its roots going into the ground and then having that strong root structure allows the branches in the spring and summer to flourish outward yeah yeah that that has a lot to do with it um yeah we so we opened in august of 2020 and in uh march of 2023 um we made the uh if i may say so it was it was a brave decision on my part because hotspot has been such a support for me all along the way Mm -hmm. um but but we're actually the other hotspot power yogas are geographically um pretty far away from us and so we had started going in our own direction Mm -hmm. And, um, really we are a very local community-based studio. And so the root part, um, I mean, there's so many translations for it, but I feel that our studio is rooted 
in this community that we have really um, found our foundation um, here in St. Johns County. We get involved with our members, um, with what's going on in their lives. We get involved with their causes. Um, we know what's going on. We're reaching out to people here. So the roots are, are in the ground and spreading so that we're able to support, um, support this community. Um, and then because of that, you know, we're able to rise up and spread the, the branches are spreading far and wide and, you know, the leaves and the flowers and the fruits and, you know, however poetic you want to get about that. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, root to rise is a very common thing. Um, it's, it's a phrase that a lot of yoga teachers use. I mean, I, it kind of came to me out of, it, it was one of those spur of the moment things. My, my, um, my manager, Diane, uh, is a really good friend of mine too. And that's the thing with yoga is that like it's business, but the relationships turn into friendships and almost like family. Uh -huh. And so I was talking to, with Diane about it and I was just kind of like throwing out names about like, maybe this, maybe that. And I said, root to Raz. And she said, Ooh, I really I like, like that. that. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. And so, because we say like in yoga, you want to ground down your feet, mm -hmm. ground down and root down and rise up. So when you're taking a tree pose, which that a tree pose, there's a yogi and tree pose in our, our logo, because it's one of the most like uh, people notice, people know that, you know, people recognize mm -hmm. someone in tree pose. They're like, oh yeah, that's yoga. Um, <laughs> yes. You got to ground down that standing foot so you can rise up and reach your arms up to the sky. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, uh, and so we say that in yoga and it's actually something that's important in life. Are you rooted down in your family? Are you rooted down in your priorities and in your values? Uh, because when you're rooted down, that's when you can really thrive and blossom and quote unquote rise up. So, yeah. <laughs> I like it. Thanks. Um, yeah. No. Um, so uh, shifting gears, uh, we kind of got into a nice intro there. And thank you for um, sharing that. I'm sure that folks that listen um, who are around here, they might enjoy getting a little bit of the backstory. Um, yeah. But um, talking about yoga in general, um, I approached you because I've been to a handful of classes at Root to Rise and a little bit uh, about my yoga journey. Um, I started practicing in maybe 2014 and a coworker of mine went to a place called Misa Yoga out in West Seattle. And this instructor um, runs a studio in her backyard. Um, okay. And it's a, she has like an outdoor space when it's nice in the three months of summer mm -hmm. in Seattle and that's it. <laughs> and then she has this um, shed, but I, I hesitate to call it a shed because it is a super bougie, like bamboo floor, Ikea chandelier shed that can hold like 14 people in it. Nice. Um, and um, so my uh, yoga time was mostly in her studio, her, her studio. And then I did um, hot yoga for a season, a couple years later after I had my son. Um, but I started doing yoga because I was uh, doing some CrossFit and I was doing some running and I felt like I needed to do some flexibility type things. Um, and uh, I feel like had you asked me who does yoga before I began regularly practicing, I would have envisioned this um well, I would have envisioned a couple people. One of the people would have been like target shopping as leisure wearing mom. Uh, super slender and put together, but looks good in athleisure. 
Mm -hmm. Or I would have pictured this like adventurous young college student who is uh, super slender and doing crazy poses on a cliff, right? right. And yeah. I'm sure that I'm not the only person who's made these kind of stereotypical assumptions. And I found getting into yoga and actually doing it for a while that like, there's, there's way more nuance. There's way more nuance, right? Like people are people and, um, it's just, uh, it's much more deep than that. So I'm wondering as an instructor, how do you help students coming into yoga, uh, maybe newer in their practice, get past these stereotypes or, uh, get past, um, feeling uncomfortable in their own body and trying to find beauty in their practice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, gosh, that's a loaded question, but that's like, that's what that's I meat do. And potatoes, right? That's it. Yes. Um, so just, just backtracking a second, like what you were saying about what you, your impression of what, who does yoga, mm -hmm. what yoga, what a yoga practitioner looks like. Um, until, until I started yoga, I thought yoga people were crazy, incense burning, um, tree huggers, vegans. Yeah. I, I had, I had a stereotype and guess what? I'm not any of those. I also am not tall, thin, blonde, or rich. <laughs> yeah. I feel that man. Lululemon is expensive guys. <laughs> so, um, you know, that, that is, I tell people, and I joke about this a lot because I have, I have struggled with body image my entire life. I was an athlete when I was, um, a, a kid, I, I was a, actually a competitive ice skater from the age of six to 14. Um, and then I was a soccer player. So, you know, I, I got the thighs going on and I actually have a memory of a ballet teacher telling me that my thighs were too big. Um, so that, you know, we all carry around our baggage, whatever. Um, but my, I started doing yoga because I heard hot yoga specifically, because I heard that you could lose five pounds in one class. <laughs> oh, that water weight, man. Yeah. And it's true. It's true. You can, you yeah. actually totally can, because I mean, I don't, it, the way I sweat a lot, like I think about hot yoga and I start sweating. Like, it's just because it's hot and, and my body is acclimated. Like, this is what you do but to cool off your body. You're going to sweat. So I started hot yoga totally for the exercise reasons, totally based on, I want to be skinny. I want to change my body. Mm -hmm. um, I stayed in yoga because first of all, it helped me so much mentally and emotionally, but I also stayed because it helped me recognize that my body, and this is something I work on. It's not, it's not like a journey it, or it's not that I've reached this destination. I'm on this journey every day. Mm -hmm. Um, but it has, it, it is every day teaching me how magnificent and perfect and amazing my body is your body is everybody is, you know, mm -hmm. like you have two kids. I have two kids. We created life. So am I going to get upset that I, that my belly kind of hangs out because that's a belly that like nurtured a child in there for 10 months, yes. which by the way, I always tell people it's not nine months, it's 10 months. Thank you very much. <laughs> valid, valid point. Yes. Yeah, but, that's, um, that's a good point. So I come from a place of knowing what it feels like to feel imperfect and to feel like you don't fit in and to feel like you don't fit the mold. Um, and so my goal 
when I'm teaching class and I feel that my team, I have over 20 teachers on team and I feel that we're very aligned on this is that we seek to empower people and make them realize, help them realize that they're, they're just as they're meant to be. Like there's, we're not all the same. If we all had the same bodies, if we all look the same, if we all had the same yoga practice, the world would be a really boring place. Right. And so we, we try to focus on what can you do? I just taught a class tonight and, and I was talking about the cans and the can'ts. And I said, you know, you can say as many four letter words in the studio as you want, but don't say can't. I don't like, I can't. And it's not about me, but it's about all of us. Like when we think about what we can't do, we're placing a limitation on ourselves. Um, and so it's, it's about opening our minds and realizing that you're perfect just the way that you are. Um, and so coming into the yoga studio, and I, I know that I felt it when I first walked in, because there's always going to be that tall supermodel yogi who's doing the amazing stuff in the corner. That's their practice. Good for them. That doesn't matter. That's that's going on on their mat, not yours. And so I I actually I'm not the most serious yoga teacher. I have a lot of um, playfulness in the way that I practice and the way that I teach. But like that's none of your business. What's going on on their on their mat? You focus on what's going on in your mat because mm -hmm. what you're doing is perfect for you in the here and the now. We show up differently every day. And so what you do is what you need. Take what you need. Leave what you don't need. And don't compare it to anybody else around you. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's that's kind of the roundabout way. I told you I could talk. Um, no, but I, I like that. And I, I think that that resonates. You know, I think that resonates with like beyond yoga. And I think that's why it, sh it can strike a nerve with anyone. Like anyone can step into a yoga practice and can get something out of it because you you like there's a component of it that that hits our humanity in the imperfect yet we all like long for this thing and we all have these expectations of ourselves but then mm -hmm. we also have to like figure out how to accept what what we actually do and the differences that we each bring to the table yeah so yeah i, and I like to, that. to, to hit, like i say at the beginning of most of my classes drop the judgments drop the expectations, drop the limitations, mm -hmm. and let's just see what's possible. And, and we, we say this a lot and it sounds really cheesy. There's a lot about yoga that if you want to think it's cheesy, you can think it's cheesy, but it's a really, I, back before I got really into yoga, I kind of rolled my eyes at a lot of this stuff. But like, if you choose to live with the mindset of anything is possible, and seeking the positive and what what you can do and what the opportunity is rather than what you what might go wrong it changes everything it changes mm -hmm. how things turn out um and so like i'm i like to speak to what's possible so that we can all see our potential because we really all we we do sell ourselves short and yeah. we only, we, we tear ourselves down. And so I, I make a big deal of building people up because every person that comes in, every person that comes into the door of my studio is fighting a battle that we, nobody else knows about. We all have mm -hmm. stuff going on, right? Mm -hmm. But everybody who walks in the door has a gift and they need, like I, I want to highlight their gift and make sure they know that they are special and they are individual and that they are valued. So, because we need more of that in this world. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so I uh, kind of a follow on question there is, um, 
to the person who might be too anxious to attend a yoga class, um, are there any online resources that you've loved and that you could point someone to, to maybe just take that first step and move forward and try out yoga and such? Yeah. So I've never, um, I don't have like an online guru or anything like that, which by the way, I don't believe in gurus. We're not that kind of yoga. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> That's a-okay. But, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but you know, the style of yoga that we practice at our studio is Baptiste yoga. And if you go onto YouTube, you can always find, um, Baptiste yoga flows. Um, another thing that you can do, which I always recommend to people who are hesitant to come to classes is to do a private session with your friends. Um, uh, yeah. and, and so like a private session, actually just, I'm not trying to market my studio here, but just to give you like the price points here. So a drop in for one class for one student on a regular day is $20. And so if you have four of your friends that you guys want to go and do, do a class together, take a class together, each of you doing a drop-in is going to be 80 bucks. Now you compare that to my private rate. You can have a private session for up to four people for $70. And you can divide that between the four of you and you can have the studio to yourself. We can completely like personalize the practice, take take breaks, do what you need to do. I mean, we actually, we've thrown birthday parties. We've thrown divorce parties. We've hosted, you know, sports teams. We, we can make it be what you need it to be and have you there with the people that you want to be there with. I am a big proponent of the fact that yoga, yoga means union. Um, and so there is a lot about community that, that is significant for me, for me specifically. And that doesn't mean it's that way for everyone. Um, and so I always would, I am always in favor of, if you want to do it by yourself, come with your friends, with your safe people uh-huh. and have a private session together and have fun and laugh when you fall out and see that it's all perfectly imperfect. Um, and, and that way you can have that first experience. And then hopefully that will, most people are nervous because the expectation they have of yoga is exactly what you and I thought it was going to be like, you know, Mm -hmm. intimidating and perfect people and super flexible, like doing, I don't even know, like, uh, any, any of the balancing poses. Yeah. 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 And, and so like, I think that's what people are intimidated by. And then you come in and you take a class and you realize, especially if you come with your friends, maybe you bring your friends who maybe are more flexible than you or whatever, more athletic than you. Um, But you see that like, it's not, it's just yoga. I mean, it's a practice of yoga because the ultimate thing is that the practice of yoga brings us into a presence and into a mindfulness and the real practice of yoga, and here I go, I'm going to I'm gonna get cheesy for you, but the real <laughs> practice begins when you leave the studio, because it's easy. Remember at the beginning of our conversation, I mentioned that I started yoga and the hour that I would go into those classes would be the hour that I wasn't worrying. It would be the hour that I wasn't thinking about what was for dinner, what was going on at work, what was going on with my kids. Right. The real practice of yoga, the hard part, the challenge is to carry that mindfulness and that peace of mind mm-hmm. outside of the studio with you. So that the way that you respond when you fall out of a posture on your mat, 
it's just yoga. It's fine. Like get back up, learn, learn your lesson and get back up again, try again. And so carrying it with you, when you leave the studio, that's when you're really implementing the yoga. When you leave the studio and you're in your everyday life. And I can speak to, I have two kids and sometimes they drive me crazy. And so for me to be able to use my yoga so that I don't lose my patience so that I sit down and I listen so that I react, I respond instead of react, which Mm -hmm. is different. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, by coming and taking a class, like a private session with your friends, that it makes you realize this is, this isn't as big of a deal as I thought it was. You're making it it out to be fun. Yeah. And then, and then you can come and attend a real, like not a real class because it's all a real class, but you could come and attend a public class with strangers. Yeah. Yeah. And realize, and we make a big deal. Like some people hate it, but they love it in the end. Like I ask people to get off their mats and meet the people around them because a lot of people don't meet each other because they're shy. They're introverted. They're like, they're scared to step out of their own comfort zone. And so I'm like, Hey, I'll do it for you. Go say hi, your friend, like go say hi to the person next to you. But yes. ultimately, then when you go to Publix later and you see that person from yoga, you don't have to like run to the next aisle, right? Like right. you can actually say, oh, hey, I met you at yoga and you've created a connection. And and also you see them as real people, not like the crazy yogi who was doing a headstand, you know? Yes. So. Like, yeah, these are actual people like just doing their life. I, I like that. And I really <laughs> like the idea of like a small group class because I did not realize that, um, I, I had never considered that being an option. Um, and yeah, I mean, you can come by yourself. Um, it's way more fun to do it with people, with your friends. Mm-hmm. And then if you've done it with your friends, you can do it with strangers. Yeah. And, you know, and all of a sudden the strangers aren't strangers. And, you know, it's a great way. Whenever I see people like I'm on next door, I'm on all the social media networks, whatever. And people are like, I want to meet people. And I'm like, oh my God, just come to the studio. We'll, we'll like, we're aggressively friendly. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, that that's a really good point about um like having the opportunity to do a group session but also the community. I feel like you've touched a lot about the community aspect and that was going to be my final question. Um I wanted to challenge the at-home yogi if you happen to be listening. Um, I personally think that there is a lot of beautiful and um, empowering depth to practicing in a community. And uh, it sounds like you kind of fall on that side as well. So I'm wondering, um, is there any encouragement that you would give someone to nudge them along to uh, find people, find their people to practice with? Yeah. Uh, You know, the thing is that anything when we get uncomfortable, I mean, we say this a lot in the studio, like a lot of times you have to get uncomfortable to see change, to see growth. I mean, come on, there's growing pains when you're a kid. I never had them. I don't know if you did, but my son is, he's super tall. Yeah. Yeah, My, my, My husband suggested it to my son. So now my son says he has them, but I don't even know, you know, like the power of suggestion, but anyway, Uh um, but anything that anything worth achieving is not going to be easy. Um, and it takes, it takes a lot of courage to do something that is intimidating to you. And I can tell you that walking into a yoga studio with a bunch of people in spandex, um, (laughs) I've, I've had body issues all my life. 
And, you know, it's like, I, I wanted to walk in in my sweatshirt, but it was 90, 90 plus degrees in the room. So couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's uncomfortable, but I would encourage baby steps for people that, you know, if you don't have someone to go with, if you show up at my studio and I hope at any other studio, because all yoga is good yoga. And so if you're close to us, I would love to have people at at my studio, but if you're not, I encourage you to go to any studio and there should, I I would hope that there would be a welcoming, open community to embrace you. Um, And, and, you know, it just takes that first step. We often say the hardest part is showing up. Mm -hmm. And then once you experience what a yoga class, how it makes you feel, you want to come back. Mm -hmm. And, and you also realize that like, it doesn't matter what all these people are doing in here, because what matters is what's happening on my mat and in my body and in my head. Um, And so, you know, that by coming into, into the studio and just allowing yourself to be a little uncomfortable with that experience, Mm -hmm. the other side is worth it. I don't know if I answered your question. Yeah. Uh, Like, I think that that's a great answer. It's finding, finding uh, room in the tension, like choosing to embrace a little tension for the sake of growth and possibility. Um, Yeah. Cause we, we have, you know, there's, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of postures and poses that we do um, in our practice that can be uncomfortable. You know, like, I don't know. like pigeon pose. Yeah. Are you, are you a fan of pigeon pose? I actually, Maybe. that's one of the few like hand balances that I can kind of almost do. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, there's like, when you get into a pigeon pose and you're opening your hips and we all, we're a sedentary society here in the West and we all have tight hips and it's uncomfortable. And it's interesting, because we speak to this a lot that you know, the second in our society, the second something's uncomfortable, we want to stop. Like, I, I don't want to do that. That's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But And, and yoga is not about pain. And so if it's painful, that's definitely worth stopping um, and pulling back. But if right. it's uncomfortable, like a deep stretch, often if you breathe through it and you get to the other side, the good stuff's on the other Feel side. All of a sudden it's like, all of a sudden it's like both mentally and physically it's like oh wow I have better posture or my back doesn't hurt as much or I sleep better you know there's so many things but you have to go through that tension and that discomfort to experience that and Uh so and, and I often you know we we talk a lot about um practicing yoga is is it's a parallel to how we live our lives. And yet again, that's a very cheesy yoga thing to say, but I do believe it's true. And actually it doesn't have to be yoga. It could be whatever you pursue. So maybe it's running, maybe it's CrossFit, maybe it's, I don't know, I, whatever other thing people some, uh, get into. Taekwondo or some uh, yeah, jujitsu. Like, the, the way that you approach something that you practice regularly mirrors the way that you live your life so when you when you don't succeed when you fall down when you can't get into crow pose or you know you fall out of an arm balance oh my goodness you just sorry you You just sparked a thought when you said pigeon pose I thought of crow pose I I knew that was I thought you you were talking about bird you're we were both we were talking about birds and so I was just like 
It's all good. It's all good. Sorry. Carry on. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if you fall out, are you going to, are you going to like roll up your mat and walk out? Or are you going to, there's, there's like, Come there's three things yourself. that you, can do. Uh -huh, you and try you can, again or accept that it's not happening today. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of, that's how you approach life too, right? Like something doesn't go right. Do you just quit and never try again? Do you decide I'm going to try again right now? Or do you decide I'm going to take this and learn from it and I'll try tomorrow. And those are all like, these are all possible things. And like, I would hope that the, you know, I'm not going to say that there aren't times that it's appropriate to be like, okay, I don't need to do that anymore. Right. But mm -hmm. like, but, but that when you practice yoga or whatever it is that lights that fire for you, the way that you do that, the more you practice, you're able to carry it into your life. And so just like when you get into these uncomfortable postures in yoga and, and you're, um, and you want to come out, but you stay and then you experience the good stuff afterwards. That's like going on the first date. I mean, I'm telling you, my husband's in my first date was awkward as you know what. <laughs> yes. Love it. Yeah. My husband. So as, as you can tell, I talk a lot. My husband does not talk at all. Like, and we're, I guess that's the yin to my yang. Yeah. Um, or the like, like, um, the babbling brook, um, yes. flows into the Creek or the lake or whatever it is. Yes. So like, but like there was something there from the very beginning for both of us, but it was uncomfortable at first, but we stayed with it and, you know, mm -hmm. ultimately good things came of it. Uh, you know, also job interviews, like job interviews are terribly uncomfortable, right? Mm -hmm. But often what, like there are job, there's some job interviews that aren't worth your time, but there's some that like you get your dream job and right. then you pursue your dreams, but you have to go through that uncomfortable part first. Uh -huh. So that's kind of my, that that's, that's my spiel about like getting through the rough stuff to find like the good it. stuff because that's life, you know? Yeah. That, that is, I think that that perfectly provides an encouragement to anyone who might be interested in yoga um, <laughs> or maybe like they want to get back into it and they've tried it in the past. Um, I think that's a, I think that's a great way to end it. Oh, thank Well, I would add one more thing that I've joked with. I've joked with a couple of my teachers that, I mentioned this at the beginning, like earlier on in our conversation, like I'm not tall, I'm not thin, I'm not blonde, I'm not rich. <laughs> and I think and I that do yoga <laughs> in the, and I do yoga and I own a yoga studio. I teach yoga, like, and I can talk all day long about yoga, obviously, uh -huh. but like, I, I've joked with people that I actually think that my being so imperfect has helped my business. Because yes, I because people people walk in and they might be intimidated like that the the big the big yoga person's gonna intimidate me and be wearing the sports bra and there I do not practice in a sports bra thank you very much no thank you <laughs> uh, uh -huh. but like but people walk in and they think that's what they're gonna get and then they get me and you know hey you're perfect I'm perfect we're all perfect but like I don't look like the perfect that's on the front of the magazine uh huh. And, um, and it makes it okay to be whoever we are. And yeah. so, you know, that would be the other thing that I would say is that like, it, it's it, everybody else is not as perfect as you might think they are. 
Right, right. <laughs> For those that might be put together on the outside, we all have we all have something, right? It doesn't yeah, matter whether yeah, we're wealthy so. or not. There's something going on that is a challenge for us all. Yeah. And if you are, if you are, if you do go to a community where everyone is perfect there, then I encourage you to go and be the perfectly imperfect person there to make other people feel comfortable. (laughs) Like not to, not to like beat my beat and keep going down the foxhole here. But like, um, I tell people a lot that I, I mean, I, I had a, I had a, a perfectly healthy childhood and, um, you know, my parents are still together and, and, um, I didn't have a lot that I wanted for. Um, but no matter what, I was not a cool kid. I was always on the outside and Mm -hmm. I struggled with not being a cool kid. My, like all through high school, I remember that was, that was hard to be, to feel left out. And I look back now And I truly believe that that was a blessing now because it inspired me to create a community where everyone is welcome. Um, You know, there's a saying, like I see it on Instagram all the time, like be the person that you needed when you were a kid or when you were younger or when you were struggling, whatever, however, however you want to put it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, it's not something, and I'm not trying to like toot my own horn here, but like, it, it's not something that I consciously did, but it's something that I craved for myself um, to create a community where I was okay and you're okay and everybody's okay and everybody's special and nobody's special. You know, like every, everybody's special, don't get me wrong. But you right. know what I mean? Right. VIPs because everybody's a VIP. Yes. And um, and that that's yoga to me. So, um, you know, creating something where everyone feels supported, uh, uplifted and welcomed. So I like that. And I, I think that that beautifully resonates with like, uh, just the point, the point of finding beauty in the nuance. And, um, thank you so much for chatting with me today, Kaya. Um, it's, been a joy learning from you and um, just kind of getting to know about the studio. And I am wishing you many successful years ahead here in St. John's at Route to Rise. And for anyone local, you've got to go check out the studio. Come hang with us. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in to today's interview. I'm sure you love hearing Bill and I chat about various topics, but truly in the heart of nuance, it is wonderful to bring on a guest and have a conversation. So I hope you enjoyed and until next time.